0: Welcome, sports fans, to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the JTandthedon or email them at Dawn at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys.
1: Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don presented by Give Us. A Shot Network. I am the Don Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to leave us a five-star review. We got big Aaron Rodgers announcement today. We're going to talk Lamar Jackson. Free agency is underway. March Madness is underway. So let's get to it. Let me welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling today?
0: That was a beautiful introduction. I feel like I don't need to say anything for the rest of the show. You just want to do all the questions yourself. I, I feel like you might be on your game today. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's the fact that you actually wore a team that you support. You wore gear for that team. This is the first time I've actually seen you with Steelers shit on. Like, where'd you get this? You just buy this on the way home. Oh, you got the towel yes you it disappears.
1: It. this this is an original <laughs> you like how it disappear? disappeared it disappeared good because <laughs> nobody
0: wants to see that you shit. can't
1: see it you can't see it I, i've got I'm, it i'm actually uh, I'm impressed
0: i i never knew you had this much team gear but uh there nonetheless this is
1: like this is like an original from like the early 90s you you can't even find these type of this type of material and fabric
0: anymore what is the difference like what's the difference between that and the one i can go buy in the store now besides the age obviously
1: I mean, it's just the fabric. You know, nowadays you have that nice fabric of it. This is like, like the vibranium. This, or... this, this will never be destroyed. This one, <laughs> whatever material that is, cloth it will not be destroyed.
0: All right. So you're Steelers. I'm Dolphins, partially Ravens today. I know how much you hate this hat, so that's why I wore it. But that's not where we're starting. We're starting with your guy who you love very, very much, Aaron Rodgers. That's,
1: that's false for people that are tuning in for the first time.
0: No move has been made, but he did come out today on the McAfee show and said that he intends to play for the Jets. So my question to you is, like, what is holding this up? I
1: mean, well, there's multiple layers to it. There's several layers to it. I'll go. I'll try to go in order. Is Aaron Rodgers wants first? He wants things in place, right? He gave them that list. They got Alan Lazard. Check that box. They have some other guys. Maybe throwing a Mercedes Lewis now. So he's got to have everything in place. Then two, they've got to restructure the deal at some point, whether it is to help the Jets with the cap or the Packers with the cap. So, you know, he's saying that he's not holding it up. Well, that's true in the sense of he's not holding up the actual trade, like that he's willing to go there, but there's negotiations that have to be going on. So that's two. Then you've got, on top of that, there's like a June—I think June 1st or June 15th—where he's like a 40 million dollar cap hit to the Packers, JT. So I'm telling you now, I would not be surprised if they stretch this out into June because
0: it's a, it's a That would it's, be that would be a disaster for the Jets, though. you, it, like, you—they're gonna wait. They will. You wait. put yourself out of every quarterback in free agency because you was people are assuming you have this deal done. You, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, you guys are all on the same page. Like, I essentially thought all we were waiting for was the clock to strike McKnight and everything nope. was going to be done. But it seems like it's not. Like, they had, they have well, so much stuff to do. Well, that, like, that's the they, other if thing. If they, the last they thing wait till they June, mean? it's going to be a disaster the first season, at least for the first maybe like four or five games. He's well, got to get in there and work with these new
1: guys. Well the last thing is well he didn't do that with the, the with the rookie receivers in Green Bay so what's going to make what's what's going to make him do with the Jets but the other thing is the compensation. You know you're hearing reports that the Jets want to offer a similar package that they gave for Brett Favre back in the day which was like a third and a fourth. The Packers sounds like they want at least one first round pick. So I really think that's the main holdup is. The and they should
0: they get a first round pick. I mean, this guy is an MVP quarterback still like he's one season removed from back to back. It's not like, Oh, we're getting somebody at the end of this career. Like, it's not like we're getting big Ben and you know, we're living <laughs> off the past. Like it's a top six, seven quarterback. Like if it was anybody else, like the first round pick wouldn't even be a question, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that there, there are things holding up. I like all the stuff that you went through, but they had enough time to do this. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, you've been talking to him. You know what he wants. You know, he's going to want his guys. You know, he's going to want his coach. That's why they brought in Hackett as an OC. So I just don't understand how they didn't have this wrapped up by the time free agency started. But I mean, it's the Jets. But speaking of the Jets, you may, you brought up a good point. This could stretch out until June, really. With that being a possibility, should the Jets just be just be done with the circus?
1: No. Absolutely not. Because it goes back to what you said. The main reason at this point is all other available quarterbacks that could start in the NFL, they're gone. You, you hit the nail right on the head. And on top of that, JT, the jersey you're wearing that you're a fake fan of, Mike White,
0: Whoa! Whoa! Oh, hold, hold on! Hold on! First of, all, first of all, offense. first of all, I would I will never allow you to disrespect me like that. I I, 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 know, I know I know I know we are did. I know we are brothers, but don't you ever ever disrespect me like that? I, you know I how hard did. I've suffered being fans of this team. for You to say a real fan, I I should cut your live stream right now. I'll kick you out of this show and do this shit by myself. Don't well, do let that.
1: Me, let me call up our guy Germ. And he'll put me right back on. No, I mean, Mike, Mike White has gone too, though, right? The Dolphins, I believe, signed him, right? Didn't you guys yeah. sign him?
0: Yeah, we did. He's the backup.
1: I mean, I mean, listen, man, it's Aaron Rodgers. You're all in at this point. You got to stay. You got to stay the, the path and you got you got to live with. It.
0: This is what Aaron Rodgers
1: does, JT. This is what this is. This is what he does.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, they can't be out like. Aaron Rodgers is the circus like you the Jets out of all people should know this is what's going to happen like one it's Aaron Rodgers like he is the definition of circus like you go in the dictionary and look it up like there he is it's got like every picture of him every offseason he is a circus like you knew this was going to happen that's why you've been making all these hires now you're signing all these guys like you knew what you signed up for and to make it even <laughs> to drive that point home even further, you already went through this with Brett Favre. So you know how Green Bay Packer all-time quarterbacks work. Like this is just a part of the game Like you got to deal with it. And then no quarterback on the market besides Lamar Jackson is going to be as big an impact to your team as Aaron Rodgers. So you're going to have to wait as long as it takes, man. Cause like nobody is going to take that team to the level that he can of the quarterbacks that were available in free agency. So, Hey, look, the circus you got tickets enjoy the show it's going to be on nightly don says until june
1: <laughs> so wait have we we agreed on the first two questions here this, just, this be, show quiet. just be quiet just, just be quiet and keep going, going way too you, you, easy I, I don't like you
0: talking too much you're I talking too much about it. the wrong things but let's just assume this is all wrapped up roger said he plans to play for the jets it seems like that's what's going to happen let's assume that this is a done deal where are you ranking them in the AFC?
1: With him going there, even with him going there, I got him at number eight, JT. Let me give you my list. Somewhere in this order, I tried to put it in the order, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins, Steelers, Ravens with Lamar, if he's there, Jacksonville, I got your Jacksonville Jaguars in front of them, and then the Jets at number eight. I mean, I I, I truly believe it, outside of Tom Brady, no team is only a quarterback away, is is. No team is only one player away. And I just don't think that Aaron Rodgers is Tom Brady. He is just not. And, and he's going to have young guys first year. We saw it with the rookies in Green Bay. It took them all year to get going. And even then they struggled against Detroit on the last game. And he's going to be playing at the Meadowlands. It's windy there come November, December, January. Not the type of environment that you want in terms of weather conditions. They're playing in a tough division now. Like, I, I just – I don't see – I see them, if they get in, they get in as like a number seven seed, but they're going to be right on that borderline again, just like they were this past year. I mean, season to season, things change. They had a really good run this year. They just didn't have the right quarterback. That doesn't – that's not going to translate automatically to next year. I just don't see it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that Meadowlands, that wind, that weather is just crazy. But hey, you know, you know, Aaron Rodgers has it's not, like say, you, it's you, not like Aaron Rodgers never played in bad weather before, man. But
1: that's my whole point. At this age, JT, he yeah, doesn't want to have to keep doing that. Like, I think you downplay because you live in sunny Florida, the sunshine. Bro, state. You, you, were you were talking have never, about things now. you have never you attended a not even relevant
0: day. to what we're talking about right you, now. You're I'm explaining
1: cool. it I'll to you. On track. you You already you explained to explain that they're the eighth seed. Can I finish? It's not your turn yet. It's not your turn yet.
0: You sure about it? Because I thought you were you done. Hurry up. Never, what else are you going to add?
1: You have never attended a football game
0: below 60 degrees that in your life. That is not true. That is not true. All right. Go ahead. That's now a, it's your that, turn. That was your you, great, you you great, you great go Yeah,
1: because you don't appreciate the cold weather games.
0: No, I will say you, you do have a good point. Not with the weather, because I think that's irrelevant. Everybody's got to play in the cold weather in the NFL at some point. But it is. The last time we saw him... They couldn't even beat the Lions to get into the playoffs at home. So Aaron Rodgers, as you know, this guy that is just gonna make a team just that much better. I think that kind of is unrealistic, especially in the AFC, because it's loaded. I still have them behind the Chiefs, the Bengals, my Dolphins, the Bills, my Jags, and you said it, the Ravens. If they have Lamar, like there's no way I can put him in the Jets above those teams. And are we that sure that the weapons that he has in New York are gonna be better than the ones that he had in Green Bay when he couldn't get it no, done? He's because he's not
1: gonna have as good I, of a running game. You're right. I love I love, I love Garrett Wilson,
0: back. but he's not as good as Devontae Adams was. And Devontae Adams played with Aaron Rodgers and they still couldn't get it done. And Alan Lazard is the same guy that he was in Green Bay, he's just where he's just playing in New York now. Like Brees Hall, we That's don't know if he's gonna uniform. be healthy. He's right. probably going to take at least, you know, three quarters of the season to ramp up. And the Jets, I think they have some young guys, but they got to prove something. Like Elijah Moore is another guy. Braxton Barrios, like we love him because got, of fantasy. They cut, they
1: cut Braxton Berrios. Oh, they the cut him? For cap purposes to sign Alan Lazard.
0: Okay, so that's, that's an even worse move. So I, I just don't think that these weapons that he has in, with the Jets are better. So that's why I can't put him any higher than the seventh or eighth team like you did. Yeah, and
1: you and if you throw Germs comment up there, I mean he's 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 in line with what we're saying. Um, and shout out to oh, shout out, you got to give that shout out, JT.
0: Oh, shout out to Mrs. Thompson. I appreciate it. The just deserve Aaron Rodgers. Can't wait. I can't wait either, Mom. I appreciate like, that.
1: Hey, like Bart Scott said,
0: can't wait. And I bet you she's trying to work a deal to get Aaron Rodgers in Dynasty right now as a trade. So that's why I can't listen to her because. You know who I she has my- to hit
1: up for that, right?
0: Is that you? Don Sr. Ooh, two, cha- two veteran champions doing trades. That'll never happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, see so people don't know we are playing our fantasy leagues, and it's not like a charity thing. Like, they actually, you know, pretty much beat, beat us up all the time. So I can't trust anything my mom says because I know she's always working some deal to beat me. So um, I appreciate that comment, but I'm not falling for it. Uh, the Jets would probably be somewhere in five to eight range. So I agree with that. Yep, I got them number eight.
1: So you you had them number seven. You had them in front of my Steelers.
0: I did. I don't even know why you put the Steelers up there. The
1: disrespect, bro. We almost we almost made the playoffs and Pickett was a rookie. All right. So I love how you're having me intro this because you 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 can't wait to talk about this. All I right, literally so we, a- I more, literally asked
0: you before the show more, which ones more, you want.
1: More, well, I don't care. More. So I just More took Lamar Jackson. Can, can I get on with it here so we can get through this topic on to the next? Let's not spend 40 minutes on this because he's, he's on this show every week now. Every show he is on. Lamar Jackson. We're still waiting on how the Ravens and Lamar Jackson relationship will end up. So as of Monday, he could begin negotiating with other teams outside of the Ravens. And starting today, though, JT, he could actually sign an offer sheet from another team so there was like that 48 hour grace period there where it was considered legal tampering and now he could actually put you know pen to paper but that has not happened yet so jt is not having an agent because you know he represents himself is not having an agent hurting lamar right now
0: in the long run it might and I don't think it has anything to do with him not being able to negotiate a contract for himself. I just think that NFL owners give us your conspiracy theory they give it feel more, to us
1: for the hundred. They feel more
0: comfortable with agents doing negotiations because they are that, those are the people they feel that will have the best interest of both sides at heart. We talked about this before. I think the NFL is very nervous because if Lamar Jackson negotiates this big, fully guaranteed contract without an agent, to stop other big time quarterbacks from going out and say hey i can do this myself i don't need an agent and now the nfl essentially moves into that area that the nba is in where the players and the owners are more partners than the owner relationship so long haul that's my conspiracy theory don't want a big deal like this to get done without an agent but short term i don't think the agent thing is hurting him i think it's just the rules of the tag that the ravens put on him like you gotta you gotta negotiate with this guy, but correct me if I'm wrong. If you offer him something like that ties up your cap space, like you can't go out and offer that money to any other free agent. So that's a risk. That's a risk guy will win because you make the offer, your cap space is held in limbo. Then the Ravens can stretch it out for five days, and then if they match it, you still don't get Lamar, which means that team that offered him is now out of getting any starting quarterback. So. I said this when they when they put that tag on. Well, they would
1: it's get just, the cap. They would get that cap money back if they get it
0: back. back but until until a decision is made whether he signs with you or the Ravens match it, like you're still your cap space is locked up. Like I can't say like, hey, I want to offer Lamar this, but I'm going to offer somebody else something in the meantime. Like you can't do that. So you have to be all in on Lamar. Your cap space is frozen, and you got to hope the Ravens don't match it. So it's just a lot to give up. Like you have to have the faith that the Ravens aren't going to be able to match the deal. And then you also got to give two first round picks. So I think that's a lot for a team to consider when some teams actually don't think he's a good quarterback. So that's what I think is holding him up more so than him not having an agent. All right,
1: let me. So I, I knew we'd get bogged down on this.
0: Let me address the conspiracy theory
1: first. Or you could yeah. not. You could. Or you could no, not you just let you. it ride and I, just answer the I, no, damn no, no, question. No, no, no. no, no because you wrong. brought it up, which you're means wrong. you
0: probably wanted to talk about because it you're again.
1: Wrong. No, no, just say you like my conspiracy. No, I mean I, that would be very so nice false. to do for your friends. So false. I would say though, I'll give you credit in that I think superstars could go down this line, but you oh, got to remember, JT, this outside of Patrick Mahomes. Lamar, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow, maybe those four guys maybe throw in Justin Herbert. Like, besides those four guys, though, those five guys, whatever it is, JT, there's agents are but always let, gonna be needed because also, but also, but also let but let but let me clarify on since roster. you went down that rabbit
0: hole. What I meant by getting a deal done without an agent, because of course agents are needed for the mid-level to lower guys. Yeah, but exactly. if I'm exactly. if I'm a franchise quarterback and I'm a franchise quarterback that is up next. I really don't need one because the lines are all there where I fall in, fall in line as far as compensation.
1: And I'm glad you said that. Cause that's where you're wrong. And I'll get the Kyler Murray in a little bit here, but JT right now it is hurting Lamar. There's no doubt just because of the publicity. Think about if he had an agent, they're ruthless. We know that they would be out on television hammering the Ravens. If they only offered like a hundred million in guaranteed money. And they would put the Ravens on blast that the Ravens then would need to either come up in that offer or do something else to allow Lamar to walk. You said it two years ago, the deal should have got done, right? Why didn't it? We've not, it. We're not said sure. said that they
0: should have extended him after his MVP season. Exactly.
1: Okay, what was that, three years ago? Whatever three it was, ago. why is it still not done? Because he doesn't have an agent. I truly believe if he had an agent – At that time, and especially now, it would have been done. So you can't sit here, as we know the results of it. That he's sitting on a non-exclusive tag, that it's working. It's not. It's obvious. It's not working because the other reason is teams are gonna are more likely to play hardball when they know they're not dealing with an agent. So I don't. So
0: so so obviously we got a whole. Whether that's right or wrong. No, no. We got to do. I. I knew we were going to get bogged down to this. But I want to ask you a legitimate question. If, if I am a top 10 quarterback, what is an agent going to do that I can't do other than bring me an offer that is not what I want for myself and convince me that's what I should take? No, they will
1: get you the offer. You know why? Because right now, we don't, we're not sure what Lamar is doing. But you know what an agent would be doing right now that he's been tagged as non-exclusive? He would be on the phone, the agent, because he works on commission. He would call 31 other teams. We're not sure Lamar is doing that. We don't. And then the other reason why teams don't want to deal with him, and I got to give credit to Mike Florio here, is it's more difficult to extend, adjust, or redo a contract later when you're only dealing with the player and not an agent. Because what player is going to sit there, and you bring up a good point, as far as convincing a player, that's what agents have to do sometimes because sometimes the agent does know best. I mean, that's what they get paid for. They've gone through the experience. So teams are not willing to negotiate with Lamar here or come up to his high price because they're worried about later extending him or more so restructuring when they have to free up cap space. Look how difficult it is right now to get a deal done. Can you imagine, can you imagine Having to deal with that. Like, it's tough. Feelings are involved there.
0: You just basically described this is like an attorney that works at a firm where their whole job is just to go to court and settle. Like, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to get the most for the client. They don't want to go to trial and try to get the absolute max. They just want to say, like, hey, This is the this is the offer. It might be low ball. It might be not. Just take it like that's not. I I get it. I get it on a mask. Don't do that that because a skill that might this is a top 10 quarterback that is up first big track. Like he's going to want the bag, whether it's him negotiating for himself or it's an agent. The agent is just going to talk me into taking something that makes the owner feel comfortable and puts money in his pocket.
1: And JT, it isn't working. Whatever strategy he has right now, it's not working, and we're not sure it is going to work. He may have to sit out a year or two to get what he wants, if that.
0: So I'm, I don't understand how you. I'm can feeling. Sit here and say, I'm it's, getting it's, the. Working. I'm getting the feeling that Lamar representing himself and not working is without an agent feels very similar to Eric being to me in interviews and why he's not getting hired as a head coach. Do with that as you, as you will do it as you will, but it's giving me the same feel.
1: I want to explain something. Put up that last comment we got from one of our loyal fans. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. So JT, it's about 3%, 3 3.5%. I think it's 3% in the CBA that agents can get. If you do the math, why would I have Lamar sign for only a hundred million if I think we can get up to 160, 180, 200? That's a I big
0: get difference. It. See, I feel so I feel like I feel like you're you you're making it seem like I'm disagreeing with your logic. I'm not. This would be this would be percent the argument if it wasn't a quarterback that was top 10. We know what the scale is. We know who's getting paid the most. We know who's getting paid the least within the range. We know what the options are. We know what the guarantees are. He knows where he fits in that pecking order. Like, the, the teams are going to have to deal with him. And I feel like that's the thing that people aren't talking about. You're not comfortable dealing with the dealing with the player that you're going to pay all this money to. That's on the team. That's not on Lamar. Like, the agent Lamar, is going to make you feel more comfortable. But, but JT,
1: sometimes you need to compromise in negotiations. And if he's never willing to compromise, no deal is going to get done because he's too emotionally invested in it. That is why they tell lawyers they make the worst clients. Like he's got to get out of this. He, he has to get an agent. He should have probably had an agent when he came into the league so that this could have been worked out already. And then he could have gotten rid of the agent and then maybe have the second contract he can do on his own. Once he knows that he secured that big bag earlier, I mean,
0: mm-hmm. I agree. agree to disagree. If you're a quarterback and you're the next up and you're really good top 10, I don't think you need the agent, but you do, you hey, think he does. So whatever. Kyler
1: Murray needed one. Kyler Murray absolutely needed one. And he was a franchise QB. You think he gets that deal done on his own? No, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't agent. know. Cause I've
0: never seen a quarterback do this before. So I don't know. Well, that's a fair point.
1: All right. So. Speaking of Lamar being signed, is he not being signed? Is him not being signed or even offered a deal right now, JT, a sign of collusion by the NFL teams?
0: I think it's a sign of collusion by design. So we already kind of talked about this. I think that it is very scary for the NFL to have a player of this caliber that the public knows how it works with quarterbacks getting their money that he's owed this much guaranteed money. I think it's very scary for the nfl for him to get that done without an agent it just is because that means joe burrow's agents looking over his shoulder like oh is joe burrow going to make his deal without me justin herbert is he going to work out his deal without me patrick mahomes is he going to get his next deal without his age so i think the nfl just doesn't want that to happen so i i can't but i feel like that's part of why he's not being assigned but i'm, I'm saying by design though, based on what i said before i think it's just the way the tax scenario is set up like you have to give up a lot for a guy that everybody's going to throw out his injury history how many games he's missed his style of play people aren't comfortable with the way he plays they think he runs too much they're not comfortable with the way he passes like he doesn't pass as pretty as Josh Allen does so people just aren't comfortable giving that money to a franchise quarterback that has that skill. so I think that is what teams off along with The outline of how the tag works. You got to give up two first round picks. You got to commit to this guy only for the Ravens to maybe match the deal and then you won't get the quarterback anyway. So I think it's it's a systemic collusion, if you will. Part of it's conspiracy. Part of it is actually facts like you have to dedicate so much just to get in the room with him to make an offer that might not even be enough to get him.
1: Yeah, I do think it's a sign of collusion, at least indirectly. I'll, I'll take a different angle to it. You bring up a lot of good points. That That's well said. Um, the angle I'll take is it's it's one of those where to elaborate on what you said, it's nothing in writing. Right. Thank you,
0: Tiffany, for correcting me. It, it's been a while since I was. Uh, honestly, I feel like these two attorneys are talking all this stuff like this is not a normal case. Like this dude don't need an attorney. He don't need an agent. That's why. That's exactly he why not. he needs a, he an attorney need an agent. An agent. You a a, agent. You guys are just along for the ride. You want your ten percent and you want to cash out. You Literally, don't care. It's part of the ecosystem. Collusion. Play, Go ahead. Yes or no? Along with the ecosystem. collusion. Yes or no? It is at least. Back indirectly. Me up on this. At
1: least I, I will. At least indirectly, it is a sign of collusion. There's nothing going to be. There's not going to be anything in writing, and that's what you know would be needed for collusion here especially with the nfl and its rules so we're not going to see an email or a text message or like a a recording of it but it's one of those wink wink basically going back to what you said is they're trying to thanks germ they're trying to reset the market based on deshaun watson's contract that the browns messed up on so they're trying to reset it so there's that kind of head nod agreement hey No one's going near 200 million fully guaranteed again. Right. All right, cool. We're all good. You know, Jimmy Haslam, stay out the room. You've messed it up. Let us fix it. But everyone understand, right. We're not going near it. So Baltimore starting off really low. No one else is bidding. So there's not a bidding war. I mean, in the end, it's indirectly a, a sign of collusion. It's just, there'd be no way to prove it. And there's probably no evidence on it, but the, there's no other way to explain it, JT. You said a lot of times, former MVP in the prime of his career. I mean, he can do things no other quarterback has been able to do in this league. There's no other way to, to explain it. You know, teams aren't even interested. Come on, that, that yeah, that's
0: absurd. It, yeah, and to add on to that, it's just, it's scary for teams that the guy who has this resume and is the next guy up, because you always say like, next man up gets his money, New guy always resets the market. It's very scary to be that team that has to invest in that player that has that skill set and plays that way. So I think teams are not fully comfortable stepping into that that uh, that long-term arrangement when they feel like, you know, you might have a short shelf life. All right. So I've been waiting all day for this question. To you know, we really had this to, argument last to, week to hear your
1: answer. Yeah, yes, we only had this on argument phone. last week.
0: You kept me on the phone an hour after our show. No, you show. just wouldn't shut up. I was literally trying to work out and go to sleep, and you just kept talking and talking and talking.
1: State of the art gym facility at home must be nice. All right, so how much would you offer Lamar Jackson, R- regardless of what team you are at this point? Let's say you have that that need for a quarterback. What what are you offering him?
0: i to put. Your I think the team does you. matter because. If you're if you're a team that's a quarterback away, I think you go to him and you offer him somewhere along the lines of that rumored one hundred and thirty three million guaranteed has been floating around out there. I think you turn that into a three or four year deal guaranteed or the guarantees work out to one hundred and thirty three million in that range and you bring him in because the teams that should be interested in Lamar are guys that need him to get him over the hump. So you got to think about cap space. Do we already have the pieces he needs? Do we have to go get an additional piece, whether it's through free agency or through the draft? Those are the teams that I'm answering this question for, and I'm trying to keep the guaranteed under 140. Hmm. So you did all this talking
1: and then you're still keeping it at 140? Because here's the thing.
0: Here's what. I, here's what I. Here's what I don't. This is ridiculous. Don't want. This is no, why. This is
1: why the guy needs an agent. Because
0: here's what I don't. Here's what I don't want to happen. Got I don't like I don't, you out I there. I don't. I don't want. I don't thing. want him. I don't want him to end up in the same spot that he is with the Ravens, a team that is more than a quarterback away, that is not going to be fully committed to building around him, and now they don't have the money to do it. Like when he was on a rookie deal, totally different. You could do that back two, three years ago when the average salary was cheaper, you could do that. Now it's like, hey, like, how can we get him in, make him happy, and still build around him so he can finally take off and get to a Super Bowl? Mm. I can't believe, I can't believe what I'm hearing. So you, you talk
1: all that game, though, and now you basically doing what the Baltimore Ravens are doing. Listen, if you look at the market, Kyler Murray, 103 fully guaranteed, hundred eighty nine guaranteed with like injuries and things like that so you look at you got to look at what's gone before him josh allen 100 million fully guaranteed at signing 150 million in guarantees he had a six-year 258 million dollar contract mahomes 10 years 503 477 guaranteed in what they call it in guarantee mechanisms 140 fully guaranteed for injuries so that's like the max. Put put Deshaun's aside. 140 fully guaranteed for injuries cuz even Josh Allen is at 150, but I don't believe it's fully uh for for guaranteed for injuries. So we're looking around at Mahomes. Lamar Jackson's an MVP, doesn't have the two rings, but they haven't put much around him either. So I think if if you want to be fair and you want to start next man up, I mean, you're looking at, you know, Five years, 230 million with 150 fully guaranteed, and then 200 possibly guaranteed. So it only leaves that 30 million at the end that would not be guaranteed. And at that point, he's into his fifth year, and hopefully you're redoing the deal because he's barely 30 at that point. So I look at five years, 230 million, same thing as Deshaun. I'm giving him 200 guaranteed, but only 150 fully guaranteed. And if at that point, he doesn't take it. Well, I don't think he's going to get a better offer.
0: So, yeah, and I think I think the difference between what you're recommending and what I'm recommending is the scenario that I set up. I think that 20 to 30 million that you're that he's essentially taking a cut on could go towards something that can help him get to a, get to a Super Bowl, or get a playoff win to where in two, three years he can renegotiate again and get even he, more.
1: But he doesn't want that. He doesn't have an agent in his ear because you don't think an agent should be in his ear explaining that
0: to him. Because you right know, now Lamar yeah, you know, bag
1: Lamar's, Lamar's focused on the bag, and he's, I don't blame he him. He just
0: doesn't understand anything. He, he doesn't he doesn't know anything about no, ear, dollars, and you know how teams are set that's, up, how the cap works. You know, like uh, maybe he needs a tutor, he just doesn't that, know anything. That's not true. That, that, he, that's road, how you guys treat him. You're like, this yeah. agent is just so smart, he knows all these things about the game that the player doesn't know.
1: JT, so explain to me why they say a lawyer should not represent him or herself. I get what you're
0: saying, but this is a unique situation. It's a unique situation. Uh, uh, I wouldn't need a lawyer if I knew how things worked and I knew this was an open and shut case to win. I wouldn't need one, ah, right?
1: Ah, there you go. Right there. Okay. The prosecution. I'm not even going. I'm not going to go there. Please, please do not. Even then, your judgment's going to be clouded. Or there's too much work to do. You can't represent yourself in court. You shouldn't. You can, but you shouldn't. And Lamar, I'm not saying he shouldn't go for everything he wants. If the agent comes back to him and says, I think you should take 140, 130, he can say no. There's nothing wrong with saying I knew, no. I
0: knew, that, I knew this was going to turn into an hour-long conversation. But JT, I'll I I'll, I'll wrap, wrap, wrap this up you're by talking, saying this.
1: You're talking out of both sides of your mouth because you're saying he should get you know, all this money, and that he's doing the right thing. But then you only want to offer 130 by explaining. But I prefaced well, we it by why I said that.
0: Him. I preface it. This is, this is me. Th- that part is me being personal. I want him to go somewhere where he can win. I'm tired of him having to do everything and having to be Superman because we know that gets him zero respect and no credit. So I would love to see him come to somebody like my Dolphins who have pieces in place. He takes a little bit off the top of his guaranteed and they can bring him more weapons to make him successful. That's why I said that. And your difference was a little bit higher where he's probably going to go to a situation where he's going to carry it, carry the load by himself, just like Baltimore. That's why I gave my number. And that's the difference between your number and mine. Fair enough. Jesus, I know you hate Lamar, but all right. So I let's, I uh, let's talk.
1: He's a heck of a player. Yeah, I, you're just, not acting like I think you're too emotionally invested in this topic all the time
0: and well, it clouds your judgment. No, I think I think I'm pretty I think I'm pretty spot on with how I feel about it. And hopefully he gets paid. So NFL free agency, not officially over, but most of the damage has been done. So we're going to do a brief recap. Um, Let's start with the best signing. Who you got so far?
1: Ooh, you know, I think I'm going to end up going with best signing as. I think T.J. Edwards to the Bears. I think it's T.J. Edwards to the Bears because, you know, you look at PFF. Thanks for the subscription there, the Illuminati subscription. You that really got to
0: start paying me for
1: A-plus. They gave him an A-plus value on that contract, JT. Three years, $19.5 million only. He had a career year, right? He was sixth among linebackers in PFF grade, and he replaces Roquan Smith. And now they can just finally improve that linebacking core. I think, it's, I think it's T.J. Edwards. I know that could kind of be an under-the-radar one, but in the end, I think it's the best one out there right now based on the contract, the value they get, and the need of the team and who he replaces in the year he had. I mean, dude, it's T.J. Edwards. I can't believe he didn't get more money than that.
0: Yeah, and he's going to be playing next to Edmonds too, which I think makes him even more valuable. So, yep. yeah, the Bears aren't playing around. So there's a lot of – signings that I could pick that are the best signing but I gotta go with the signing that I don't know if you remember this but we had a show a while back when I think it was the Black Monday show where all the coaches got fired and all the teams we listed out like what they should do to improve their teams the Broncos was one of those teams and I said this I said first day of free agency they should go out and sign either Mike McGlinchey or Orlando Brown and that's exactly what they did the Broncos signed McGlinchey more offensive tackle for the 49ers. Five years, $87 million, $50 million guaranteed. Like That's what they need. They need somebody that could be an anchor on the offensive line to protect Russell Wilson with this new coach so that he can actually start to look like Russ again. McGlinchey's a stud. I think they paid fair market value for him. I think he still has a lot left in the tank. And he instantly becomes maybe the second best player on that offense behind Russell Wilson. So it's maybe 1A, 1B. So you get that done the first day of free agency tells me the Broncos are for real about upgrading their team and not repeating what they did last year. I love how you got to bring up something that you mentioned. You know, you can't just give a team their own credit. It's okay. Well, it's, next next question. It's all about context, man. Next all question. right, so let's flip it. What's the worst signing? Oh, we could go a bunch of different ways with this one.
1: I'm going to go with uh, Russell Wilson's former team, the Seattle Seahawks. They signed – Draymond Jones to three years, $51 million, $40 million guaranteed. Oh, Jamal linemen. Adams
0: Jr. The, <laughs>
1: the, 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 you know, defensive lineman. Now they do need help there, but he's still a run. He's still a liability in the run game. And that's what they needed to fix. And by bringing him in, I don't see how they fix that. So you're spending all this money, $40 million guaranteed is a lot. And, He's not improving what you need help with, so I've got to go Draymond Jones um to Seattle. Sorry, Seahawks.
0: I there, there was a bunch of guys I could have put in this, but I had like a three-way tie. I know how much you hate multiple options, so I'm gonna pick one of these three guys. I really I really want to say all of them, but if I gotta pick one of these three, I'm probably gonna go with the the Falcons signing Taylor Heineke to the two-year 14 million dollar deal. Like I know people love Heineke, but What are you doing? Go get Lamar. Like, I understand. Like, you need a quarterback. First of all, if you're signing Taylor Heineke, that tells me you're out on Desmond Ripper. Like, he ain't the guy. And if he ain't the guy and you let go of Marcus Mariota and you think that Taylor Heineke is the best option, like, that tells me everything I need to know about what your team is doing, what your plans are for the offense. Like, it's a bad signing all the way around. They should have went for broke and got Lamar, but instead they got Germ's guy, Taylor Heineke, who he swears is Michael Jordan. You,
1: you are a hater, though. Germ's right. Can you can you put his comment on? I mean, you hater. are a hater on multiple levels with different guys. You, you really are.
0: You really how, are. How am I a hater? Taylor Heineken gets people love him for doing the bare minimum. And I'm oh, a hater. This is the
1: one time I kind of do agree with you, though, JT. Thank you. On, on, like, on I, I know how much
0: it pains you to I'm say not in, I'm not in. I know. This dude is a hate. I'm not oh, I'm on. not in. I'm not in on him. Vanilla Kobe, really? Yeah, wow. so this is what we doing. Like any any wow, any any white any white far. quarterback that has like a five-game stretch, we giving him we're giving him GOAT nicknames, vanilla Vic, Vanilla Kobe. Germ. you gotta stop this man. too
1: far. He went too far. Oh, no, Cunningham. Don't don't do that to Randall Cunningham. Come on, man. He deserves Cunningham deserves better.
0: Man, man, that's all right, that's why I can't deal with him. All right, so I know you like this. Is your favorite one under the radar signing?
1: I'm going to go with my guy who played with the Steelers, Cam Sutton, three years, 33 million short term contract. He's going to play opposite of um, Jeff Akuda, um, sorry. And he's going to play opposite of a, another stud corner, right? And then on top of that, Detroit feels like they can do some things next year. And this is that kind of signing where no one's making a big deal about it. It's Cam Sutton. But Cam Sutton's a really good corner he can cover and that under the radar that he can kind of change that defense a little bit, improve them. That's what they keep, need to keep doing. And all of a sudden now Detroit with signings like this are even more of a threat in the uh, NFC North. So I like that as under the radar happened early on um, and it happened by Detroit. So not as many people are speaking about it, but um you know, I, I like that signing by them.
0: Yeah, for real. I feel like everybody on I this network.
1: I usually don't. I usually Except don't for me, they Detroit. love Detroit.
0: Like, talk about staying spirit of praising people that have never done anything. Taylor he and Detroit Lions are, are the favorites of this network, and I, I just don't get it. But I feel we could have gone a bunch of different ways with the under-the-radar signings, because there's a bunch of teams that got, I thought, really good deals on running backs. Some guys got really good backup quarterbacks. I like the there's two and I I tried to tried to rank one over the, over the other but I really couldn't. I like the Samaje Perine deal to the Broncos because I don't think Javante is going to be ready to start the season and I think Samaje Perine. If you talk to some people that are Bengals fans, they might say he's been better than Joe Mixon at part at times. You know the past couple of years and like he's looked really good. He's just been in the timeshare with Joe Mixon. So now you get a guy like that who might have an expanded role. And I don't think he has that much tread on his tires because he has been in a timeshare. I like that. But the other one I like is 49ers signing to Sam Donald. Like, I know Sam Donald sucks. I know we've seen him be a disaster. But I've never seen this guy play for a good team and a competent offensive coach. And now he gets the quarterback whisperer and Kyle Shanahan. And are they sold on Trey Lance? Is Trey Lance ready? Like. I, we just saw what Brock Purdy did, and he was Mr. Irrelevant. Everybody thought he was the MVP, and he should be getting the Lamar Jackson deal after, what, six games. So if that guy can do that in the Shanahan system, I want to see what Sam Darnold could do, who I think would agree is more physically talented, and scouts thought he was a much better player coming out of USC when he came into the league. So I think that's a sneaky under-the-radar that could end up paying off if Trey Lance is not ready or he's not as good as they thought he was when they drafted him.
1: You're only supposed to pick one, see, and you go, and then you complain to me that would go off on tangents. You got, here's four. I'm going to lay I thought you
0: understood the rules. I do what I want already. All right, so exactly. which team improved the most free agency signings?
1: Oh, I, I mean, that's easy. It's the Chicago Bears. You know, we talked about TJ Edwards. You mentioned um, Edmonds. You know, they signed him. You've got, you look at Edmonds, 24. He's at hundred. Or more tackles in all five seasons. He's a three-down backer. They needed to improve the linebacking core. That's what they did with Edwards and Edmonds. And then when you look at it, don't forget they traded and got DJ Moore, uh, Mike Regina. JT said no talking about. That oh, oh no 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 no! no, no. You don't, don't get you don't get to blame window. me for that. He said it's not relevant anymore. That's old news. Let's talk about wow. Lamar. Um,
0: okay, but so we're they doing.
1: got D, DJ Moore to the Bears as well. Then you've got these draft picks, right, for Roquan Smith. So all of a sudden, now I mean, the Bears with those two signings, DJ Moore, the trade, all these draft picks, there's no doubt, right? There's no doubt that it's the Bears. I, I, I don't really see a team that's improved more than
0: the Bears. I think it's kind of hard to argue against the Bears, but I'm just going to say the Giants just for argument's sake. I just, because you know how I feel about Daniel Jones. I think he's shit else, but everybody else thinks he's amazing and him and his 15 touchdowns deserve all that money that he got. But hey, the Giants believe in him too. They tagged Saquon. They brought in Darren Waller. Like I think that they are gearing up to really try to make another run. So I like what the Giants did, but it's the answer is the Bears, but I just didn't want to agree with you yeah
1: that's okay you can do that every once in a while we can't we can't argue we can't argue all the time (laughs) so
0: so so shout out to shout out to adam lewis man uh definitely go definitely go check him out uh nfl with ajl he says you are looking like a special teams coordinator and i appreciate uh, that
1: adam uh, and
0: conditions coach i don't know if i like that because you can get promoted. You know, coordinators can get promoted. You got the hairdo, you got the glasses. I'm pretty sure you got the binders. He makes you look like you would be promoted. He's basically saying I'm gonna be stuck in the same program forever for 20 you know, years just teaching dudes how to lift weights. Remember
1: the Alabama strength and conditioning coach? He went to the defensive staff of Georgia and won a title.
0: One guy. You're One the guy. Better, you're in a better <laughs> spot. There's, you're in a better reason for the conditioning coaches stay in that stay in that position for many many years. Damn. Notice notice though, he said
1: I'm looking like it. He said, you are the conditioning coach. I just look like, I just act the, play the part. Like, you know, that's, that's what he's trying to say. He's, you know, all right. So we got to talk college troops because it's March Madness NCAA tournament. First four games began Tuesday night with another two tonight. So let's provide a quick preview, JT. Quick, quick of what to expect. And of course we got to make some predictions. So who you have as the one cinderella team meaning a nine seed or above making the elite eight
0: see i hated that you put the nine because the team that I, I i am picking is not a nine if we're doing nine of I'll course say you Auburn. always
1: play it safe you but, play
0: it I, but i but i but i want to go with texas a&m the seven seed like i just like their vibe man like they finished one game behind bam in the sec title race They swept Missouri. They also swept Auburn. And this has been a long time coming for them because they have been rolling with confidence since the NIT last year. So I just like their vibe, man. They just seem like one of those teams that they played in the conference. They're battle tested. They're the team that could mess stuff up for a team on any given night.
1: I mean, my nephew's going to like that answer, but I think Texas is too
0: strong for them. Um, Yeah, Jerm. let him. yes it's i'm trying to manifest the dolphins do the right thing and sign this dude
1: they got mike white you're all set um i've got utah state it's utah state they are i'm looking at the bracket they are the 10 seed and i like their matchup against missouri utah state has the number 13 offense in the country jt all right and missouri struggles in most defensive categories and then on top of that, Utah State, to make that run, they've got a great backcourt. And that's what you need nowadays in college basketball are the guards. They're
0: shooting the experience guards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're 12th in effective field goal percentage. And you talked about experience guards. And that's what Utah State is. They have a lot of veterans on that team considering, you know, college experience. So I, I've got Utah State. I, I like them a lot now. Let's look at the overrated team going into the tournament. Who's that one overrated team that you're like, yo, pump the brakes on?
0: Uh, it's the same team that is overrated every tournament. <laughs> it's Gazaga. Like, this is what they do. They, they, they are built for the regular season only to crumble in the tournament. Like, I like Drew double time and I like Strother, but I don't think they're enough to get it done. And you just look at the last month for them what top two or three in offensive efficiency but they've been outside the top 100 in defensive efficiency so that kind of imbalance that close to tournament time just tells me that we're going to get another gonzaga crash which is exactly what we should expect wow you actually brought statistics and research you say this every time yeah. like i gotta yeah. show up and talk like just pulling stuff out of my ass like i know what i'm talking about um that's a
1: good one even though i, I think they'll. Yeah, they'll run into a little bit of a buzzsaw. But I think they'll get through that that first round against Grand Canyon. Um, I've got Indiana. You know, they're the four seed. They're 22 and 11. But the problem is they were 15 and two at home, five and seven on the road.
0: So they're basically the Warriors.
1: (laughs) And they're (laughs) six and nine without all the titles and without Steph Curry. But they're six and nine versus quad one opponents. And you look at that bracket. Kent State don't sleep on Kent State. I got Kent State beating Indiana. But then to get out of just that little area, that region, they've got Miami possibly, and then Houston or Iowa or even Auburn. So I think Indiana is going to have a short a short run. I think they're actually one and done. I think they lose to Kent State. Um, Just you know, that's I mean they have one great player, no doubt. So speaking of great players, though, who's the best player in this? In this tournament
0: is it bad to go for the low hanging fruit because i feel like you got the same answer i do who is it? you got brandon miller Nope. and it's, nope. it's him like I, like from a tournament perspective from a draft perspective like just nobody has a skill set man like six nine he's shooting what 40 from beyond the arc and i was reading somewhere where they're like that percentage from beyond the arc goes up to like 60 when it's like a wide open catch and shoot which is Bro, if you mess up on defense against Bama, it's basically saying he's going to kill you. So I just think he's just so talented. It's him. And I I hate that it's such an easy answer, but that is what it is. It's like the Cade Cunningham, like previously when we, we did that preview and I said it was him. Even though they didn't win, it was just easily he was the best player in that tournament.
1: I actually had two and neither one was Brandon Miller. I was thinking Jalen Wilson of Kansas. He's the Big 12 leading scorer, 6'8", 225 wing. But if this guy is healthy, and we're unsure yet, but if he is healthy, it's Marcus Sasser of Houston, the guard. Again, guard play. Got to love that guard play. He shoots 38% from three-point range. He's a shot creator and a shot maker. And then on top of that, they're a top-five defense, and he's a great defender. He gets after it. He's a dog with it. I've got Marcus Sasser. He can play both ways. But again, that non-contact groin injury is what worries me. So if it's, if he's out, i go Jalen Wilson. I mean, bro, 6'8", 225 wing. Like, he, he doesn't have the best shot, but he led the Big 12 in scoring. He carries that team. So yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of him that if they get far into the tournament, you're going to be hearing a lot
0: about Jalen Wilson. Oh, thanks, Bev. I agree because overrated. I. Do do think they get by TCU, but UCLA, UCLA will destroy them. Oh, we'll talk about UCLA in a minute. I mean, yeah, I like, I like your I like your choices, man. But I, the, Houston, the Houston guard, I was like, mm, I know he's hurt. So I was like, how's it going to be with him coming into the tournament? I just got to go with the Alabama guy. All right,
1: so player to watch, though. So not necessarily best player, but you got to keep your eye on this guy.
0: This was tough because there's a there's a bunch of guys that are in that range of guys you should watch, but guy that I really want to watch and I think other people should watch is is Chris Murray from Iowa. Like, yes, it is Keegan Murray's little brother, and it's like a carbon copy, same size, and plus he was what one of the three players in the Big Ten to average twenty plus the entire season in points. So I think he's a mismatch on the wing as a scorer and as a defender because he's so big. So the smaller guy, smaller guards are gonna have an issue with him. And I just think he just has that skill set to where like if that team just gets hot around him, I think that they're going to be a problem for people night in and night out because he's such a talented player. And that's the guy that I think people should be watching.
1: Yeah, I just don't think he's as good as as his brother, though. The the player to watch is Keontae Johnson. We forget about him. He had that tragic incident on the court while he was at Florida, but now he is at Kansas State. JT 6'6", 230 powerful. He's athletic that can get to the rim and he can shoot the three 42% from beyond the arc. That's, that's amazing. The number three seed Kansas state. So you think they may be able to make a run. So he's going to be the guy that leads them and you've got to keep your eye on him. I think people forgot about him. Once he left Florida, everything that happened, luckily enough, he was okay. And he's coming back. And he's got, you know, he's got something to prove now. He's got to, he's got to increase that draft stock. And, you know, he wants to do it for Kansas State, considering that, you know, he was in the SEC and now he's in the big 12. So Keontae Johnson, you got to, you got to look for him. All right. So this is why they pay you the big bucks, JT. Prediction, final four and champion so that people can take it to Vegas. We're just joking. Don't, don't do that. But final four and champion go.
0: Uh, history tells me this is a bad idea because it never really works out this way. But final four for me is Bama, Purdue, UCLA, and Houston. Woo, all number ones. That's JT. And a Take, two. The and a two. Take the safe road. Take the safe road. Hey, look, it's it's, it's got to happen at some point.
1: Hey, don't you always tell me scared money don't make money? Is it don't. You always said.
0: I'm going for broke right now. So that's my No, you're four. not. No, yes. you're not.
1: You're playing with real safe money. That's not even – that's like house money plus that you're playing with. All right, listen. I'm terrible at this, so don't listen to me. Um, but hear me out. Got Bama, Marquette, UCLA, and then I'm being a homer here. I got my Canes. I'm hoping uh, mm-hmm. Omir is okay. I'm hoping Omir is healthy. We're gonna make a run. One guy to watch, you know, is, is Isaiah Wong of of the uh, of the Canes. So Canes, UCLA, Marquette, Bama, but then. I've got Marquette beating the Canes. I've got Marquette yeah.
0: beating the Canes. I feel like me beating the Canes thing and talking about them kind of like I don't want to jinx them. Because I, I know what's going to happen to us. We'll get to the Sweet 16 and then we'll blow it with a bad first half. And we won't be able to make it up in the second half. I, I just don't want to talk about them because every time I get excited about them, right on schedule, we turn into Gonzaga. Listen,
1: the thing is, though, JT, we don't get these many opportunities, Miami, Hurricane, uh basketball fans that we got to take advantage when i can put them in the final four on a bracket when i can write them in i'm doing it even if i jinx Yo, them
0: you like you you've been doing every time they make the tournament stop doing that shit it's not working all right oh pick, pick them to lose in the first round and let's see how far they go uh, sorry all right so so the champs champs marquette oh, oh i didn't get my championship sorry
1: Oh, right. Oh, sorry. What, oh, my what bad. Are you I got, for? I got
0: Bama offense? against UCLA and I got UCLA winning it all.
1: Whoa. Okay. Okay. Mickey a, little, a little
0: bit of scary money, but not as scary as yours.
1: <laughs> Mine's a lot scary. Um, all right. Not bad. Not bad. I like that. UCLA. I can I can get with UCLA. Mickey Cronin's done a great job there. Um, all right. So so there you go. JT, I, I feel like we should exchange brackets and the loser has to wear, like the loser has to buy himself like you know, I gotta buy Dolphin stuff, or you gotta wear Steelers stuff. What What do you say? Do we make a bet? But I don't know if I can trust you because I have my bracket and I'll send it to you. But I feel like you never fill out a bracket. You just give your Final Four prediction. Yeah, we we'll, we'll details Oh, that. see, see, he wants to talk about it off the air. See, we'll come on, the, the fans want to hear about it. They they want to know. See, I'm willing to do that. He's it's, not. It's we, not what we know. What the you, it's not.
0: It's not what you know. It's what you do, man. You you talk too much on camera. See, scared, scared, man,
1: scared. Money don't make money. All right, so our favorite segment, forget about it or for fugazy. Hey, you got Marty it. Marty right.
0: has officially hijacked this segment, and we're and we are rolling with it because I don't want to have to answer to the waste management. So, so so it, <laughs> this is the name of this segment until further notice. But I appreciate it though. Thank, thank you for thank you for guaranteeing me and my family are safe in in negotiation in return we're going to keep this the same just so there's no problems and
1: you spelled it right good good job good job i had to i got
0: i got a we serious got, call about that can give us
1: a shot network help us with like a sponsor for this one i feel like there's got to be like barilla right like barilla the pasta like there's got to be some italian company that it's our guys
0: it. to our guys and see what they say all right
1: all right uh, we got hey, first? We'll, we'll, hey we'll have our people call their people all right so if you i'm going to read you a statement If you agree with it, all right, and you think it's true, it's a hot take, you say, forget about it. If you don't agree with it and you're like, that's totally wrong, it's Fugazi. It's a fake. All right? We good? Good. Good. All right. First one, John Moran should be suspended at least 50 games. He was suspended eight, JT. It came down today. He should have been suspended at least 50 games.
0: Fugazi, one, because we don't know if – the incident that would trigger the 50 games actually happened, which is the gun on the team playing. So I'm assuming if he only got the eight game suspension, that that didn't happen. But I'm also going to say Fugazi because this is the same problem that we have with the NFL is that they suspend people based on perception rather than waiting on actual evidence and to, to see it play out. So I can't say, oh, the NBA messed it up and he should have been suspended all these games when this is exactly what we hate about the NFL and how they handle their punishments is that they punish you first and then they ask questions later. So if he got suspended this amount of games, I'm assuming the NBA did their due diligence and this is the punishment that matches the crime. So I'm going to say for Yeah,
1: it's for I mean, agent zero, right? Gilbert Arenas got 50 games because he brought a weapon, a gun into the team locker room. They did the investigation with John Morant, JT, and part of their, eight-game suspension in the report. They did say the investigation did not show that he brought it on a plane, that that it was even his gun. So pretty clear it seems like the NBA feels confident he did not bring it on the team plane, in the locker room, anything like that. So I think 50 games would have been way too much in this uh, situation, even though he was pretty reckless in what he was doing.
0: But nonetheless, it is, is for Gaze. Yeah, you can't suspend somebody for not being able to read the room, which Jabra clearly can't do. All right. Next one. Jimmy Butler's attitude is the reason the Heat have not been able to attract star free agents. Forget about it or for Gazy.
1: I don't like saying this because I like the way Jimmy Butler plays hard, but it's forget about it. I I think it's true. I mean, you go back to comments that Bam out of bio made about a year ago. He, He was like, listen, we know the type of dude that Jimmy Butler is like. He's basically an a-hole, you know, like that's the way he is, like on the court, that's the way he is. And it's part of that Miami Heat, though, team culture that it's about winning, about strict discipline. But he's basically the player type of Tom Thibodeau of the coach. First two years, JT, is fine, it's great. Turns around the culture, we're winning, we're winning more games than before. But when push comes to shove, players, superstar players like Kevin Durant, Other guys that have been free agents or who have demanded trades never seem to go to Miami anymore. And I do think, and I think you may have mentioned this before, but I do think it's maybe because of Jimmy Butler. Guys don't want to have to deal with that when they can go be buddy buddies with their buddy somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's forget about it. And he's had a track record of this. And to add to your point about the Bam out of bio comments, Donovan Mitchell, it came out just the other day that that's the reason why he didn't really want to come to Miami is that he didn't want to deal with Jimmy Butler, even though he denied it. But if it's out there, it's out there for a reason. But this is who Jimmy Butler is. He's done this everywhere he's gone. And the last stop, Philly, it was so bad. The upper management was comfortable with him to the point where he goes to bias Harris. How much of an asshole to be for them to choose Jimmy Butler, not choose Jimmy Butler, over Tobias Harris. And you just look at everything Butler has done in Miami. Like, Everything from like the fake three and workouts, like you're not on my level. Like he's just super arrogant and cocky. But this was the last straw where I was like, he's gone. He's going too far. And he's got to go. You got into an argument on the sideline with Udonis Haslam One, that's the OG. Like you just shut up and you just listen to what Haslam says. Wade would have never have done that. And that's the difference between guys wanting to come play with Wade in Miami and guys avoiding Miami because of Jimmy Butler. Like got into it with Haslam during a game and he's doing stupid shit like walking off the court before games are over, walking off the court during games to locker room, you know the teams being assessed fouls and penalties it's just too much to deal with. On top of that, like, we're titles, like it's this one thing to England and deal with this shit with Belichick, like I got the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but Miami, like, it's not guaranteed so yeah, if I'm a free agent, I'm a star, like, why would I want to come put up with this team anything does work out it's going to be my fault not his
1: why why you got a dog tobias harris all the time like you act like he's not a good player
0: i never said that Uh, well you
1: kind of were saying saying that and by the way these are supposed to be quick you just went on a uh like five minute dissertation man all right
0: can you just ask the next question, please? Yeah,
1: I, I will. She's the Jokic kickball strategy is cheating. So real quick, the kickball strategy is bounce pass, whatever sort of pass, and Jokic just kicks it, and it, you know, is not a foul. It's not a personal foul, but they kind of reset the shot clock and the team gets the ball back again. But he can stop that pass, right, from being completed for maybe a bucket. So is that cheating, JT? Do the rules say it's cheating? Oh, you're using my tactic. It does not. Well, okay, it's it, it's all like, right, all right. It, it's all not right. a foul, but it's saying it is illegal because the play stops and the team
0: gets the ball back. Then, then it's for Gaze. Like the man is bending the rules in the play, in the in the rule book. Like, shout out to him because he is not the most athletic. He is not the most in shape. And he's like, look, man, I'm not putting myself in a position to get posterized or embarrassed playing defense. So if it's not a rule that's being broken, smart move by him. And not only that, the man is conserving energy. Guess what? He might be tired. Boom. I kick the ball. I can get the shot clock reset. My team can get back and get set on defense and we can make the right plays. This is just brilliant. It's like I don't understand why people are getting up out of shape. Like, let Joel B run up and down the court and, you know, miss 20 games because he wants to show off his athleticism. I'm just going to be like the old dude at LA Fitness. I'm going to use all the little little cheat tactics, all the little hidden rules to stay on the court and win the game. And that's what Jokic is just doing, and that's why he's going to be a three-time MVP.
1: I mean, it is Spaghetti. It's not cheating. But let me show you how ridiculous he is at this. Like, this is absurd. Oh,
0: I, I know. He's, uh, he's done this
1: he's, way more than any other player. Yeah, he has <laughs> – 40 is not it's, it's ridiculous he has 45 kicked ball violations the next highest is 17 all of last year he only had like 17 or something and he passed that 11 games into the year I mean it's ridiculous how often he's doing it to the point where I think it will become cheating in that they're gonna have to fix the rules on it hey, based man. on what he did it may be free throws it may be free throws.
0: See, hey man, remember at one time Duncan was illegal. So hey, look, hey, it might seem like it's like it's out of place now, but this might be something that people start to nope. do on other teams, man. No, no, because as soon
1: as they do, it's gonna become the joke rule. I'm telling you, you're gonna get one free throw. It's like the three second uh three in the paint violation. You go to the line. They had to change that. So
0: all right, it's crazy
1: right now but I, I think it's it's on the verge of becoming my MVP movie. is
0: smarter than yours. All right, next one. Lawrence Fishburne playing Doc Rivers in the upcoming Sterling Affairs movie is a perfect casting. Ooh. You know, this is
1: this is both. This is a forget about it and a crazy because I think it's the right move. It's the right move getting Lawrence Fishburne to play Doc Rivers, right? But the 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 crazy part is Do you remember that skit by Jamie Foxx, I think, on like Saturday Night Live or something? The voice. I mean, that's the thing that gets me is I can't get that out of my mind to where it's like I can't be all in on Lawrence Fishburne because Jamie Foxx is out there. So it's both. It's a forget about it and a a fugazi. I think at the end of the day was the right move. But, man, to say perfect casting, oh, I I don't know because Jamie Foxx can, can do it just a little bit better.
0: I gotta say it's forget about it because I mean you gotta look the part too. Like I don't know if you seen the photo, but
1: I saw yeah. With yeah. this
0: is as close to Doc Rivers as they gonna get, man. Like Lawrence Fishburne is like the spitting image. Even the guy that's playing Blake Griffin is funny as hell. Like it looks, it looks like him. So I gotta see I, Lawrence is a talented actor, all time great. So I'm imagining like the part that you love about Jamie Foxx, he's gonna be able to nail that down because he's such a good actor. But from a look standpoint, yeah, that's Doc Rivers, Lawrence Fishburne, perfect casting.
1: All right. Last one, Lonzo Ball and Ben Simmons have played their last NBA games.
0: Oh, forget about it. For two reasons. One, (laughs) they just can't get healthy. Like Lonzo Ball was supposed to be healthy two years ago, and he keeps going back for reevaluations, eighth opinions, like new soreness flares up, and he's not getting healthy while he's not playing. That's not a good sign. And anytime they're talking about knees and it's lasting this long, I'm thinking it's degenerative type stuff. And then Ben Simmons, he's hurt, but he also don't want to play. So he's already made his money, and he doesn't want to come back. So one guy is not playing because he can't, and the other guy is not playing because he doesn't want to. So, yes, they have played their last NBA games.
1: Nah, you're wrong. That's a fugazi. At least one of them is going to play again. Both will play again. Thank you, Jerm. Let's talk talk sense into this guy. I mean, it's fugazi. When you're that highly drafted, JT – there is no way that Lonzo Ball is not going to be able to play again because he's going to want to and someone will take a chance, even if it's for one season. And Ben Simmons,
0: but he's, he's but he's got to get back he, to practice like he's not even practicing. He will. He's
1: young. He's young. But when you're that high of a draft pick, you get chances, get chances. And he's young. He'll be back. And same thing with Ben Simmons. He's young enough to where he can take two or three years off. He comes back. Someone will take a chance. Look how many chances Greg Oden got, and he was injured.
0: Well, because Greg I mean, Oden on. wanted to play.
1: <laughs> but I'm saying with Alonzo Ball and then with Ben Simmons, he may take a year or two off, but he's going to come back eventually.
0: Yeah, that money dries up, but yeah, he'll Doesn't he'll matter. he'll date somebody famous before he plays another game. What's that? I'm just going I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do the sports, uh, sports PSP to know what's y'all thoughts on Baker going to Tampa. I'm gonna let you tackle that one first, really quick.
1: I think, I think it's a, I actually think it's a good move for for both. I mean, it's 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 a good move for both. I mean, he's gonna get a chance to compete for the starting job, right?
0: I guess if you want to call it a competition.
1: <laughs> I mean, so he's gonna get a shot in Tampa. You know, with Baker. Maybe they can get a little bit of Baker magic out of him. And, and that's what might – that's all they might need out of that division, to be honest.
0: Uh, Thoughts on this is – They the should have went and got a, Lamar Jackson. No, and that's tank t- started in Tampa. They just watched Mayfield play like shit in their division. <laughs> so that was their key guy to target in free agency. As soon as it opened to go sign Baker Mayfield, I would have rather just roll with Kyle Trask. Like, we are tanking. Like, that's what's happening. Baker so a lot. You, you already had a guy on your roster that could have got that done, and you wouldn't got a guy like Baker Mayfield, who you just watched play poorly, to tank for you. So Baker I don't play in their it's, division. It's irrelevant, but I just don't understand why they would do that. Like you see this guy play before. So
1: But JT, who they they need to get someone at this point if they let Trask walk. I mean
0: I mean they have Trask. Like he's gonna suck, get a good draft pick and draft the quarterback next year. Tank for Caleb Williams. That's what that's what they should have done.
1: Baby. Hmm. I don't know. All right. So before we go, all right, we do have trivia time real quick. Why? Why do you always sneak this hold, in here? Hold on, real quick. Fastbreakcoffee.com. All right. Use use the code there. Get my fix. And uh JT will take some money off of it. Yeah, maybe I'll wait I'm in real Yeah, scared. your energy was real bad. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you trivia time. All right, real quick. Uh, the unfortunate- Because um, nothing will
0: wake me up faster than, than playing trivia with you. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to wake up. Go ahead. What do you got? All right.
1: So, uh, this past Saturday, Bud Grant, NFL legend, JT, passed away at the age of 95. All right. So, we have some trivia, football trivia question relating to him. All right. So, I only got two. only have two questions here for you. And I what think- I think you may be able to get these. All right? So, actually, I only got one for you. Right. Thank God. By the, way, by the way, Bud Grant. Thank listen, you. Listen to this, JT. Bud Grant's the only person to have played in the NFL, the CFL, and the NBA. Damn. Now, beside Bud Grant, who is the only other coach to have led a team to the CFL Grey Cup and a Super Bowl. Just getting there doesn't mean they won it.
0: My CFL history is really rocky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, gotta, you gotta brush up on it.
0: How old? How how far back is this on the CFL side? Uh,
1: I mean, it would have been while we were like young children.
0: This seems so so, so what's the question? CFL, Besides, CFL championship.
1: Yeah, beside Bud Grant, who's the only other coach to have led a team, just led a team to the CFL Grey Cup game, and a Super Bowl,
0: like getting to the game. I know this is probably wrong, but this sounds like the most June Jones shit of all time. <laughs> Bro, June Jones never took it. I team know, team but team he, he would be a guy that could coach in every league like that that could get it done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Breaking oh. all sorts of passing records along the way. Yeah, road.
0: yeah, but not winning it. Excuse me. <laughs> Honestly, because I, I, I couldn't name a coach for the CFL. Like, I don't know why you thought I would get this. <laughs>
1: it's Marv Levy.
0: Oh, Jesus. Martin wants germ. To any you should asked Germ.
1: Care. Germ would have known that. He knows all the losers. He. Wow. Oh wow, wow. Germ. He just. He germ, just germ, germ knows all the germ, people that can't germ get shit like, done. I'm, I'm going to text him about that. I'm going to text him what you said. Wow, wow. That's a low blow. You knew he was no longer watching because he had to go. And all right, I'll, I'll remember oh, that. I just, just saw that. Oh, him. Germ. You're
0: germ. Right. Germ knows I'll say it to his face. Wow. Wow.
1: All right, man. Well, it's a great episode. I won again, as always. All right. And to the fans and listeners out there, please remember to subscribe to us. JT and the Dawn All Sports Podcast presented by Give Us a Shot Network. You can subscribe to us on all the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you find all of your other favorite podcast. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review in JT. If you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. Please follow us on social media, our handle at JT and the Dawn. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. So JT, great episode, man. Always fun. And until the next episode, see ya. Peace. Hey.